stuff, the same things that you would look for in a brick and mortar community, quiet is the number one thing that they look for. Safety is the number two thing they look for. So communities were born in the last 15 years and communities are the most popular, the most in demand. What's up everyone? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Thank you for joining us today. This is the show that will teach you how to build wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job. As always, I am your host, Taylor Lote, and today we are joined by Ed O. Bridgman. Ed is an RV destination investing expert, and today we're going to dig into the RV destination industry. We're going to learn so much about this booming area of real estate investing. Ed, thanks so much for joining us today. Could you tell us a bit more about yourself and your business in the RV destination space? Well, thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. I am an Air Force veteran. The Air Force got me into electrical engineering. I have electrical engineering design background. And then I went back and got my master's in business administration. I uh, was electrical design engineer for Motorola for over 10 years. And what is one of the original five co-authors of Six Sigma. Six Sigma was uh, first product to earn the Malcolm Baldridge Award presented by President Ronald Reagan. And we all thought we were going to get a plaque or possibly a check uh, rewarding us for developing Six Sigma and turning the entire manufacturing industry in America into a different direction. And uh, we didn't. We Instead, we were asked by President Reagan to spend the next three years teaching IBM and Xerox and GE and General Motors and Coca-Cola and Ford, all these huge American companies, how to apply Six Sigma. And Six Sigma is all about reducing waste, reducing cost while exceeding your customer's expectation and making a profit. So that's, that's what we focus on. I've been applying those concepts for the last 40 years of my life and into everything that I do. And then in 2010, there was this big oil spill out in the Gulf. You probably heard about it. BP was fined $24 billion with a B. And so uh, it was supposed to be spent along the Gulf Coast, 200 miles of the Gulf Coast in the tourism industry. And I said, I need to be in the tourism industry along the Gulf Coast. So I moved my consulting business to uh, Mobile, Alabama and found some property and, and started learning how to look at the RV industry, which was growing at a double digit growth. The RV industry has been around for over 100 years. And I know most people can't imagine that, but Airstream celebrated 100 years in business in 2019. So parks and campgrounds have been around for over 100 years, but yet in the last 10 years, it's been growing at double-digit growth rate, and that growth is fueled by younger, more diversified Americans. The average age of an RV owner is 33 years of age. 62% of all RV owners are millennials. Only 25% are baby boomers. So... 
And I see this industry as growing. It's being fueled by younger, more diversified, dynamic people. I see that growth continuing for at least another 10 years. And so this was the industry that I wanted to become part of. And so for the past 12 years or so, I have been growing and now I am the largest consultant in the United States designing more RV destinations per year than any other RV consultant. We work with people that have raw land, people that are getting ready to purchase raw land, people who are purchasing existing RV destinations and want to upgrade them. The median age of an RV destination in America is 40 years of age. That means half of them are older, half of them are younger. 77% of all RV destinations in the United States are older than 20 years of age. So they weren't built for today's RV. They weren't built, even today's RV wasn't built for today's RV owner because the RV owner has been evolving faster than the manufacturers can develop the RVs. But the RV destinations, of which there are five different destination types, they haven't evolved fast enough. It takes too long to build one. So there is a huge demand for RV sites in America and ELB Consulting is working to design and develop these RV destination sites to help in a small way satisfy this huge gulf between the supply and demand. You mentioned the five RV destination types and you know, for the listeners, prior to our recording here, I committed the faux pas of saying RV park, you corrected me, RV destination, parks being one of the types that is apparently performing the worst. But can you walk us through those five different types of RV destinations and how you think about them? So as I mentioned earlier, RV parks have been around for over 100 years. And an RV park is defined as a short-term place where people pull over along the interstate, usually along an exit, you'll see an RV park. People are traveling from point A, usually their home, to point B, someplace like the Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore, Disney World, someplace that they're going to go and enjoy for the next week or something like that. Okay, So they're going someplace and they're going to be there for a week, but they can't get there in one one leg of the trip, okay? So they have to stop, pull over at dusk, and rejuvenate, and then they get up the next morning and take off. So all they need is a place to park. Therefore, we have RV parks, okay? They've been around for 100 years, but they're the only one of the five RV destination types that is losing money. And that's because they're specifically designed for short-term overnight use. They don't have a pool. They don't have amenities. They don't get, they're not beautiful. They don't have big, luscious sites, okay? So uh, people, people don't need RV parks as much today as they did 20, 40 years ago. Cars are more reliable. Cars don't overheat as easily. Uh, cars will vibrate the steering wheel when you get out of your lane. Cars will tell you that you're tired, okay? Autonomous vehicles, you don't even have to touch the steering wheel. So therefore, people are able to travel further and they can make that 
trip from their home to their destination in one leg. Also, people are not traveling as far in their RVs as they were. And we can speak more about that. In, in But they're not taking two-week-long vacations traveling halfway across the country to go see Mount Rushmore or the Grand Canyon. They're taking shorter trips. So therefore, they don't need an overnight stay. The second RV destination type is a campground, also been around for over 100 years. This is where they were camping while they were enjoying the amenity nearby, Mount Rushmore, Grand Canyon, Disney World that we already mentioned. We're just going to camp here for the night. We're going to get up in the morning and we're going to go raft the river. We're going to go down into the canyon. We're going to go see Disney World. That's the reason why we're here. We didn't travel halfway across the country so we could stay in this campground. That's not the draw. The draw was this huge amenity that's nearby. So campgrounds will still make money, but they're, they require you to be able to see where the next Grand Canyon is going to be. And that's hard to do. So uh, it's very difficult to purchase land outside of Disney and have it permitted accordingly so that you can build an RV destination. Okay, that's really hard to do. But if you can anticipate where the next big amenity uh, water, uh, a water park is going to go in, something like that, if you can anticipate that and purchase the land around it, you can build a campground and they can be very successful. Then about 20 years ago, people were saying, I, I'm not going to take two weeks off and get in this RV and, and, and go. I, I'm paid way too much for this RV. The average RV was selling for nearly $100,000. In 2017, the average RV sold for $109,000. So people were saying, I've got to use this asset more often. Okay, I can't just use it two weeks out of the year. I want to use it twice a month, okay? But I can't take off and go 500 miles away and get there and turn around and come back in one weekend. So I'm looking for a place within 50, 75 miles, a shorter distance from my home that I can take off from work Friday afternoon a little early. Uh, the, the RV's already packed. I can jump in, go, get set up, and the burger's on the grill before dark, okay? Then get up Saturday morning and enjoy this resort, and then get up Sunday, have breakfast, be home, put the RV away, and be back to work on Monday. So we created resorts, all right? About 20 years ago, you could buy some pasture ground, within 50 to 75 miles of any major metroplex, and you could create a resort. The difference is you have to give them a reason to come. You have to have an adult pool, a children's pool, a fitness center, hike and bike trails. Uh, there's got to be a reason why these people are coming out to the middle of a pasture to stay for three days, Okay. So a bouncy house, an arcade room, you've got to put in more. You've got to provide that attraction, okay? So that's a resort. So that's the third one. Then about 15 years ago, America started suffering a low-income housing crisis. And people 
started living in their RVs for longer periods of time. Uh, snowbirds coming, we call them snowbirds coming down from the north. They're going to stay an entire season, maybe five to six months in the south. Okay. They're going to use this RV as a second home, a vacation home. Uh, they're going to find a spot near a beautiful lake. They're going to put this RV there and leave it for years at a time. And then they're going to drive their, their economical car back and forth and just be there every other weekend. But the RV is going to stay there for long periods of time. So that's called a community. These are specific RV destinations that have been designed for long-term living, okay? The sites are larger. Uh, people want a little bit more space, a little bit more elbow room. They don't want to listen to their neighbor snore. They, they want a little more grass to remind them of home between them and the next RV. Uh, they, they don't necessarily need as much attraction uh, they they want to be have they want to have the same things that they want in their brick and mortar community. They want to be on a blacktop highway access. They want to be near essentials like a grocery store or Lowe's, Home Depot, a bank, a gas station. It'd be nice if they're in a good school system. Uh, stuff the same things that you would look for in a brick and mortar community. Quiet is the number one thing that they look for. Safety is the number two thing they look for. So communities were born in the last 15 years, and communities are the most popular, the most in demand, and they have actually changed the way RVs are built. They used to be built more. That you Right now, when you go to an RV distributor, you tell them how you're going to use your RV. Are you going to travel down the road most of the time and spend a couple of nights over overnight at a campground or at a resort? Or are you going to travel once, set it up and leave it there for a couple of years? The RV is actually built differently depending on how you're going to use it. One has more insulation, one is heavier, one's more for travel, one's more for staying, for living in. Okay, so now we have parks, campgrounds, resorts, communities. The fifth one is hybrid. And what a hybrid is, is people have this short-term campground or this short-term park. That's what it was designed for, but it's being used as a long-term destination. And I can prove that when you drive down the interstate and you, you commute to someplace that you go regularly and you look over at this park that you've driven past several times in the last six months and you see the same RV sitting there. The tires are flat. It's got a wooden deck outside. Uh, the, the weeds have grown up around it. it. It hasn't moved in years. That's because they took a short-term destination, RV destination type, and they're using it for long-term. So when you wrap your head around, there's five different RV destination types. The next logical question is, which type should I invest in? Which type is best for me? Okay. And your location will determine your RV destination type. 
Your RV destination type will determine your guest. Your guest will determine the amenities that they require, and the amenities that they require determines your construction cost. So if you have land already, then you need to consider hiring EOB Consulting. <laughs> Little plug there. <laughs> and we'll come out and we'll do a competitive analysis. We'll, we'll walk the property with you to understand, gain an understanding of your vision for this property. And then we'll spend three days in the area making certain that the local market has a demand for what it is you're trying to supply. If it's all about fit and function. If you build a resort and pay all that extra money for all these extra amenities where you should have built a community, I'm not saying you won't be profitable. I'm saying you won't maximize the value of your property. Okay. If you build a community where you should have built a resort or resort where you should have built a community, you might still be profitable, but we want to be maximum profitable. So uh, our EOB consulting can help you do that. And, and so we'll come out, we'll make certain that the local market has a appetite for what it is you're trying to satisfy. And then we'll do the site design layout to maximize your property. And then we'll do a construction cost analysis so that we know what this is, how much money you're going to need. We'll do an upper a revenue generation, occupancy estimate, uh, operating cash, and create a 10-year cash flow for you so that you know what you need, when you're going to need it, what, what the risk is, and when you're going to be able to pick it back, what's your NOI, what's your return on investment. We provide all of that. So, wow, that was another long answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a ton of information and, and plenty to say about it, and I love it. So, but we do have limited time. So I feel like most of the folks that I see doing deals today seem to be uh, in the RV space, aiming at doing these more resort type of deals. Is that just a bias of what I'm seeing? Are there folks doing all five types of these deals successfully or are you know, most people kind of going for the resort method these days? Nobody is building a park. No parks are losing money. Nobody's building a park. There are people that are purchasing existing parks and converting them. That's an option. There are people that are purchasing existing campgrounds because it's almost impossible to use your crystal ball and figure out where the next best campground location is going to be. There are, so they're buying existing campgrounds and turning them into resorts if they are ideally located for a resort. Again, location determines your RV destination type. The RV destination type that is most in demand is the community. And that's because people are choosing to live in their RVs for longer periods of time. Here at Homestead RV Community that I own, our average stay is four months. So that means that we're turning over our sites an average of three times a year. So we're only taking three RVs out of the equation per year. Last year, 2022, there were 614,000 new RVs manufactured. 
Now, that's kind of a misleading quote because you can read a lot of uh, documents to say that they're not manufacturing as many in 2023 as they did in 2022. That's fine. They're only manufacturing 357,000 in 2023. The number that's important is how many did they actually sell? Okay. In 2022, they manufactured 614,000, but they sold 350,000, which was slightly up from 2021. In 2023, we're actually selling 357,000 and they're making 357,000, okay? There's just an abundancy of new RVs sitting at the dealerships and you can prove it, drive by a dealership, okay? Drive into a dealership. They'll show you a brand new 2022, a 2023, and a brand new 2024, okay? They'd love to get those 2022s on down the road, okay? But they over-manufactured for a couple of years. So there's a correction being done right now. But even at 357,000 new RVs entering the market, they only developed 17,000 new sites. That's not resorts, campgrounds. That's not communities. That's sites within resorts, communities. 17,000. So take 357,000 divided by 17,000, divide that by three, and you see that there's a huge gulf between the supply and the demand. That's just for the new ones. That's not counting the RVs that are rolling down the road 10 years old. So there's a huge demand for sites. Why did they build so many excess RVs there for a couple of years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the RV industry is booming, okay? The RV industry is is growing exponentially, and, and I don't know. They made a mistake, okay? Uh, they overproduced. But, uh, yeah, okay. Ask me an easier question. I don't know why they <laughs> You don't, you don't work at the manufacturers, no. so so it's hard to say. Okay. No, but but all you got to do is drive by a dealership and ask to see a brand new 2022, and they'll be happy to show you. They've <laughs> got plenty of them. <laughs> I bet they will. So we're just about coming up on time here, but before we go to the three questions I ask every guest on the show, if somebody out there wanted to learn more about the RV Park investing business, are there any content sources, books, or, or websites where they can go to build a better understanding of the RV destination or investing business. So EOB Consulting's website is eob-consulting.com. It's, it, you don't spell D-A-S-H. It's the EOB and a line between the B and the C. eob-consulting.com. And on my homepage, you can go to uh, a page called Step by Step. And it will... In 10 minutes, you can read about how to take raw land through the five different RV destination types uh, and create uh, an RV destination to the point that it's it's actually up and running. You have a grand opening. So that is the most succinct way to do it. We design RV destinations all over the country. We just finished our 38th one. Uh, the 1st of December for night, for 2023, 38 in 11 months in 2023. So uh, we we do more than anybody else. Um, 
go to your every almost every state has an RV association. All you gotta do is type it into the web page, find out where your RV uh, uh, RV expos, RV conferences, your association who who's in charge of that association and when you're having a conference. I attend. I attended 10 of those in 2023. I was the primary speaker in four of them. I was a speaker in six uh, others where I wasn't the primary. In other words, I I spoke at all 10 of them. Uh, But but you'll get a ton of information at your local statewide RV association. And uh, that's probably one of your best resources. Awesome. Go to my website, go to your state association. Great. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Tracking your rental property business no longer needs to be a hassle. Stessa, a new financial technology company, helps real estate investors just like you take their real estate rental portfolio to the next level by automating the financials of their rental property portfolio. You can get started with just 20 bucks a month to take your rental business to the next level by tracking your properties, automatically collecting rent, tracking your expenses, and so much more. Using technology can take so much of the hassle out of owning a rental property portfolio. So check out Stessa today by using our link in the description and you can get started for free or upgrade to their pro package for just $20 a month. This type of software can save you a ton of time. Go check out Stessa today by using our link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. All right, Ed, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Sure. Great. Number one, what is your number one book recommendation? I have taught from the book titled The Goal, and it's by, his his first name is hard to pronounce, Eliyu. E-L-I-Y-A-H-U, Goldright. It's called The Goal. And whenever you're doing anything in manufacturing, whenever you're developing something, it's it's a wonderful book, to how to put things into perspective. And he speaks in a language that is easy to understand. Nice. Question number two, who or what inspires you? I've been single most of my life. And uh, so uh, I have a beautiful wife right now, and uh, and uh, I make our life possible. She makes our life worth living, and uh, and I'm a better person because she's in my life. She she inspires me to be the best person I can be because I don't want her to ever regret marrying me. <laughs> appreciate that. Question number three, think about Ed at 80 years old. What advice would 80-year-old Ed give to Ed of today? So there's an old saying that 20, hindsight is 2020. Looking back, you can see your mistakes and you can see what you did and that you would like to do different. Well, that's, who cares, Okay. I want to learn from other people's mistakes. I don't want to have to go through the mistakes, okay? So the smart person is the person who can look at the history of other people, read about 
their mistakes. Talk to them, learn about their mistakes and avoid making those mistakes yourself because you're open-minded to learning from other people. Uh, if hindsight's 2020, learning from other people's mistakes is 40-40. <laughs> so learn from other people's mistakes. Well, Ed, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this knowledge about RV destinations of five different types and so much more. Give it to us one more time. If folks want to reach out, get in touch or learn more about your company, where can they find you? The best website is eob-consulting.com. Call 512-785-1379. And you can also check out home rvc.com that's homestead rv community i own the most technologically advanced rv destination in the world homestead rv community nice well thank you once again for joining us today to everybody out there thank you for tuning in if you're enjoying the show please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on apple Podcasts. i appreciate that so so much don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every weekday Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one.